Good morning on this Monday morning and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. As we continue our devotional and study today, today we're going to be talking about a new name. As we have mentioned before, uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Uh, Old things have passed away, behold, all things are become new. And we had introduced the, the topic as part of the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of Christ on the cross on the day of uh, Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was given that all of these things were made possible because of what Christ did on the cross for us. We did a comparison and have been comparing and contrasting the similarities and differences between the, <clears throat> the Feast of Weeks and the day of Pentecost. It's the same, same, same feast. But in the Old Testament, it was called the Feast of Weeks. In the New Testament, it's called the day of Pentecost. Pentecost simply means 50 days uh, from the time that was initially set for it up until that day would uh, be fulfilled. So it always falls on a different day. It's never on the same day of the year uh, when it's celebrated. But anyway, getting back to our topic, a new name. A new name is given to us. And by that, I mean a name that is to be used as authority. Uh, A name that is delegated to us that has the authority of God behind it for us. To be able to, in that name, be able to carry out the work that we have been called out to do. But also, we are individually given a new name, or will be given a new name, as we will read in the book of Revelation and do our study. So keep in mind these two things. A new name that is given and being called by the name of. uh, Very important. So let's look at some of these scriptures. In the book of Acts, in chapter 4, verse number 12, the scripture says that there is no salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So it is the name of Jesus by which the men on this planet are saved. There is no other name except the name of Jesus. Then we find in Philippians why this name is given. It says in Philippians chapter 2 in verse 9, 10, and 11, Therefore God has highly exalted him and has bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So anything that you can think of that is a name, the name of Jesus, is exalted above that name. So if it's cancer, if it's sickness, if it's disease, if it's a problem, if it's a a bankruptcy, if it's a, a relationship, all those names are under the name of Jesus. And it says in verse 10, so that the, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Notice, who in the world is going to bow under the earth? 
who are the ones that bow on earth and who are the ones that are bowing in heaven. Anybody, anybody in heaven, anybody on earth, and anybody under the earth is going to bow at that name. Whether we bow at the name of Jesus now and surrender our lives to him and are born again and receive him as our Savior and as, as our Lord in our life, or whether we reject him, one day we will bow before him and we will confess, according to verse 11, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So it doesn't matter. At one point or another, every single human being on this planet and under the planet or in heaven will confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. But the sad thing is, those that will confess that he is Lord and did not make that confession while they were alive here on this earth, that name will be of no use to them, of no benefit, of no salvation whatsoever. Look at what Deuteronomy 28.10 says. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Now, the nation of Israel, as uh, explained in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, they're given in the first 14 verses a certain amount of blessings that correspond to them if they're obedient, if they hearken unto the voice of the Lord their God, if they walk in His commandments and statutes and all of this, then it says, I'll bless you going in, I'll bless you going out, I'll bless you in the city, I'll bless you out in the country, I'll bless the fruit of your basket, the fruit of your womb. All of these blessings are commanded, conditional, but they are commanded. And one of them is, and all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. You say, well, okay, that was talking to the nation of Israel. Well, let's look at verse uh, Numbers chapter 6, verse 27. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Now, many of you have heard me say, from the beginning of <clears throat> Numbers chapter 6, uh, about verse 23, 24, when we read and when we mention and we say that the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make His face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious unto you, the Lord lift up His countenance, <clears throat> and may the Lord give you peace. Okay, the next verse that follows down the line is, so shall they, talking about Aaron and the priesthood, shall put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. So notice, they were called by the name of God. The, the, the other people of the earth would be afraid of them. They're called by the name of God and he said, I will bless them. But then he tells them in Exodus chapter 23, verse 21, beware of him, talking about the angel of the Lord, beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, 
for my name is in him. So in the angel of the Lord was the name of the Lord. So there was something special about that. When Jesus presented himself and he was walking here on earth, he constantly and continually mentioned the name of his father. I have revealed your name. I have unveiled your name. I have manifested your name. I have made known your name. Now think about that. Jesus found it necessary and important to bring out the name of the Father to those whom he was preaching or teaching to. And Philip goes and says, well, where is the Father? Who is the Father? We want to know the Father. And Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. In other words, everything he has done, I have followed in obedience and done it myself. Everything I have heard from him, I have spoken it unto you. So when you have seen me, you have seen the nature of the Father. You have seen the love of the Father. You've seen the care of the Father. You've seen the concern of the Father, the mercy of the Father, the compassion of the Father. All of these things and traits and characters that Jesus manifested were part of, in his life, of the Father's name in his life. And yet God says to the nation of Israel, they shall have my name put on them. Now, this is also concerning Solomon's temple during that time. And God had told the people of Israel in the beginning, in the book of uh, Exodus, that he would select a place where he would personally put his name. And that place wound up being Jerusalem. And it was at the temple. And it will be that very same place where Jesus is going to be coming back uh, in Israel to the Mount of Olives. It will be that very same place from where they, the apostles and David and Jesus will be ruling from. Because the name is there. Let's continue. Revelation 2.17 He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on that stone that no one knows except the one that receives it. Now this is part of the rewards which we as individual Christians will receive. And one of them is, you will be given a name that nobody else is going to know except you, the one to whom it is given. It says in Revelation 3.12, And to the one who conquers, remember this is conditional, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from God out of heaven and my own new name. Did you hear that? First, we're given a new name that nobody knows but you. 
And then Jesus is going to write the name of his God, which is our God, on us. And he's going to write the name of the city of his God on us, which is our God, the new Jerusalem. And then Jesus is going to write his own new name on us. So as it is, he's Jesus Christ, the Lord of heaven and earth, which all shall confess. But now we're talking about a new name that is given, a new name that is written, a new name that God is going to unveil and reveal, a new name of the city of Jerusalem, a new name of God himself. This is actually pretty awesome. All things become new. Old things have passed away. Of course, you know, get a little excited here, but it is just an awesome future that awaits us. It's an awesome presence that we live in now. I mean, it is something to rejoice about, something to not only be happy, but to rejoice that our God in his great plan of salvation has made all these things possible and available for us. Well, I'd like to continue, but it'll take me another 15 more minutes. And therefore, we're going to stop here for today. And we will continue tomorrow on this thought. And we will continue presenting the new name, the new name that God has made available to the body of Christ. The name of Jesus right now and the new name that is in the future to await each and every one who is a conqueror. So remember, he has made us more than conquerors. The enemy doesn't even show up to the fight. He literally throws in the towel before it begins. Why? Because he doesn't show up because he has made us more than conquerors. And if he does show up, then we have our big brother Jesus that has already defeated him and has already delivered us from his power and from his ability. Well, until we meet again, richly meditate, richly imagine, richly think, and richly confess these things that are written about you and ourselves by God himself through his word. Until we meet again on Tuesday, the Lord richly bless you. Amen.